past the point of no return. No backward glances, the games we've played till now are at an end. All right, we're finally starting to get some answers from these pinball manufacturers on what they're going to do with the playfield issues that are permeating the entire hobby right now. Uh, I talked to Richie Wrench last night. We're going to air that interview this week. Awesome guy, has a huge collection, and, and maintaining these games and making sure he's buying quality products is number one to him. So I think you're going to find that really interesting, uh, the stance he's taking on pausing on buying a Willy Wonka collector's edition. So what has happened in the last like 24 hours? Well, this week in pinball, Jeff has got some responses from manufacturers on what's going on with this issue. Now, let's read the responses from manufacturers and and give our point of view on what they're saying here. So, first and foremost, we heard from the largest pinball company in the world, Zach Sharp over at Stern Pinball. Here is what Zach is saying. He said, no widespread issues here at Stern. Can't speak for other manufacturers, though. If anyone does have any issues with their games, though, they should definitely be reaching out to their distributor. All right. So no widespread issues. Well, we're seeing a lot of Jurassic Park photos going up with this issue occurring. So we also know that Stern ships a lot of games, right? They make like 50 games a day. They make as many games in a day as Jersey Jack probably does in one to two weeks. So is this a widespread issue? Now, the thing is this, they're still having an issue. So why is that the case? Because we also found out another interesting bit of information, and that Stern Pinball does not use Mirko to make their play fields. Jersey Jack uses Mirko. So why is it that we're seeing similar problems and, and, and although these are not coming from the same source? So my speculation that maybe all of these troubled play fields are coming from one uh, manufacturer or vendor is wrong. So that is an interesting tidbit. I did respond to Zach because all he did when I asked him what Stern's POV on all of this, he just cut and paste the This Week in Pinball uh, a screenshot for me. He, he didn't give me my own answer, but I did ask him one very specific question, and that is, what will Stern be doing to the individuals and what will they be doing in terms of resolution to those individuals that have had issues. And I asked him straight up, have you seen the photos of some of these Jurassic Park games in which Clearcoat is clearly just chipping or puddling around the post? And and, and I, I do encourage all of you to go somewhere today and listen to what Ian Uh, I think it's the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Ian was interviewed by Zach Many on This Week in Pinball's podcast, and I'll just summarize it for you if you don't want to listen, but he's worked in the clear code industry for years, and here's the issue uh, that he thinks is the problem, is that when you're mixing the clear code, the formula for the clear code spray, right, the actual chemical formula of the clear, it should be like 50% uh, hardening and 50% uh, of softener. So you got to get the right mix so it's not too hard because if it's too hard it'll crack 
And we've seen that in pinball before where it's, it's brittle. It'll just break. But if it's too soft, you'll get the puddling issue that we're seeing in which the, the posts are sinking right into the game itself. So he believes, and his summary is that the clear coat formula that these companies are using is the problem, that they're not getting the right mix of hardness and softness together to create a play field that won't break, but also won't be too soft, right? And you have to find that 50-50 formula of, of, of when you mix the compound. And he his recommendation is you should go to the big companies that make these water-based clear coats because it's not water-based as the problem, it's the way they're mixing it. So if Mirko is making in-house their own clear coat formula, then clearly that's the issue that the vendor themselves it doesn't have consistency on making this clear coat formula. And same is true with whatever's happening at Stern. We're seeing it, right? It, it, the, the mixture must be creating clear coat that is too soft and maybe some of it's too hard. And that's why we're seeing some of those posts chip away at the clear coat on some of those Jurassic Parks. So I do recommend you listen to that podcast. There's a, a good 15 minute chunk, about 15 minutes in uh, when they talk about the clear coat issue. So we know that's Stern's response. Do we expect anything more from Stern? We know they're going to sort of never really admit there's an issue. But we do, we do know one thing. Stern will take care of their customers. If you buy a new game and your playfield has sort of like a catastrophic clear coat issue, I am fully confident that Stern has set the precedence that they will send you a solution to your liking. If they don't, I know we'll hear about it from customers, but we've seen them in the past send out fully populated playfields for Ghostbusters when we had the ghosted insert issue. Will they do the same for Jurassic Park customers that are having these issues on these new games? Only time will tell, but time has shown us that Stern will do the right thing and make the customers whole. Now, the other side of the fence is Jersey Jack Pinball, a company which we know, which we know cannot afford to send people fully populated playfields if they're having issues and yet they are having issues now jeff reached out to jack himself and here is the response that he got that he contacted jack who shared that he was out of the country with spotty service and would respond after he returns on september 8th let's talk about that for a minute how can you be off the grid in 2019 while an issue that is at your front door that is severely going to impact people's uh, ability, you know, desire to buy your product. This is hurting sales for Jersey Jack Pinball. If this hurts one company the most, it's going to be Jersey Jack Pinball. We've seen this problem far more prevalently, if that's a word, uh, on Jersey Jack games. And we saw a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean owners with this issue. We're seeing Willy Wonka owners with this issue. And Jack's response is, I've got spotty service in Europe, and I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. Do we consider that to be an adequate response right now, considering what's going on? And I'm just going to say it, it's not. You know it's not. I know it's not. There is no excuse for being off the grid when your company is having a little bit of an issue and a crisis. And the problem right now is this. They are still shipping games to consumers for a lot of money without figuring out what the problem is. 
So I don't understand how you can continue to assemble games before you've hit pause and figured out the solution. Because for every single game that Jersey Jack ships out that has a potential flaw in it, that's another customer that is going to want a resolution. And it will be far more expensive for them in the long run to have to send these people replacement playfields that are populated than it would be to hit stop and figure the problem out. If they were to communicate right now, we are not making any more Willy Wonkas until we figure out what is wrong with the clear code. I think people would rather hear that. The problem is this. They're sort of they're sort of effed either way because they needed to solve this problem before Wonka production began because now what's going to happen is anyone who took delivery of a Willy Wonka over the last few weeks is going to cry that they got an inferior version of the game and they're going to want a replacement version of the game that has the solution in place because the main thing, if you listen to Ian's podcast with Zach, he said, If the clear coat is too soft, it will never cure hard because the formula in that clear was mixed incorrectly and it's overly soft and there's no way to make it harder. So for all of you out there who think if you just wait a month or you wait a week or you wait a year, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have a soft, permanently soft clear coat in your game. So if your Pirates of the Caribbean isn't doing so well or your Willy Wonka isn't doing so well, it's just going to get worse. It will never get better. So that is a damning bit of information on this whole issue. And we're getting some of this information from experts in the field. So, uh, you know, not good news. And so I guess I can't help but think about this issue now. If Jersey Jack doesn't figure out a solution before the collector's editions go on the line and collector's editions of Willy Wonka go out to customers and they experience this issue, could this be potentially a fatal mistake for Jersey Jack Pinball? Will they be able to recover goodwill and will they be able to retain customers if they knowingly if they knowingly put the most expensive version of the game on the line before they fix the problem and i know this is an issue and a crisis for these companies and i know they want to sort of avoid it but there's no avoiding it i know some podcasts are still avoiding the topic i just so i had to head interviewed keith owen that's great they don't talk about the playfield issues you know, I don't, I don't think people really want to talk about game strategy and this and that if the game they're going to buy has a defective playfield in it. I'm sorry, but it, it just sort of, it, it overrides everything else and the enjoyment of these products because nobody wants to buy a game that has a defective clear coat. Nobody. Raise your hand if you're willing to live with this. I know our good friend of the show, Derek, on Pinside, he keeps trying to like convince people like you could just bail on pinball or you could live with it and have fun. But Derek, you don't, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Nobody should have to put up with this. This is a manufacturing defect. When we're hearing from people who know how to do clear codes and they're saying this is the this problem is coming from whoever is making these playfields, but the problem is they and now that we're seeing it across the board, nobody's saying stop. Wait a minute, what are we doing? What's the solution here? And I and and we're still not getting direct direct answers about what the solution will be. But I think if the collectors editions come out with issues, 
I, I, I would hate I would hate to be in the boardroom over at Jersey Jack Pinball when the investors are, are going to be told, hey, to fix this problem, we're going to have to spend X amount of dollars and go back and lose all of our profit probably on these games to make these customers happy or else we're going to have an army of unhappy customers at our door. Because Jersey Jack buyers are not Stern buyers. I think the majority of Stern buyers are more casual pinball buyers. They have far more distributors. They get far more casual people to walk into showrooms and distributors and just buy these games. I think a lot of Stern buyers would not even notice there is an issue. But Jersey Jack is different. They make less games. They make more expensive games. They make premium games. The Jersey Jack audience is primarily on pin side. And these guys are connected and they're talking about this issue and they're, most of them are experiencing this issue. And I think it's much more prevalent in the Jersey Jack game. So a, a lot more to come. But Jack, you can't hide in Europe. That's not a good response that everyone has to wait while you're on vacation because for people buying these games right now, Jack, it's no vacation for them that they have to open up the game and see these issues knowing that it's always going to annoy them. It's always going to bug them. And God forbid th this clear coat starts to chip and remove and pull up the artwork. It, it's, you know, it, washers are not the answer. And people who think like putting a washer underneath is going to solve anything, it's not. It's just going to sink more into that soft clear coat that is a defective clear. All right. So I also reached out to Charlie Emery at Spooky Pinball because uh, they've been able to solve the problem. I mean, Charlie told me like, look, we had, we had issues with TNA. And we quickly realized it. We, we were panicking and we figured out what the issue is and we made a solve. Now, he's not telling me specifically what the solve was and nor should he. Let's not for a minute fool ourselves. Like if you're a company that doesn't have this issue, you, you now have a competitive advantage. If you're able to make your clear codes better than your competition and they're having issues, you're not going to divulge your secrets on what you're doing. Why would you do that? And, and I think Charlie uh, has figured out the problem and we're not seeing any issues on Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. Now, he also did not want to speculate on why other people are having the problems they're having. But he did give me something he said would, would be his response that I could read on air. And I, I will do that right now. And I haven't even read it yet. It's right here in my inbox. I just got it 21 minutes ago. And he says, Spooky Pinball LLC would like to assure everyone that our issues on TNA were resolved long prior to the run of that game ending and have not since been seen in hundreds of total nuclear annihilation in Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle games. We fought incredibly hard to make those issues right with our customers and apologize if it was ever a problem in the first place. Playfields are the most proprietary process in making any pinball machine. So getting companies to give absolute details on what issues are happening is always going to be like pulling teeth. I can tell you at Spooky Pinball that no expense is spared, no corners are cut, and there is no fast and cheap way to make a playfield that a company can or should be embracing to save a buck. It's far more cost effective for a company to spend more now and have no issues later. To be blunt, the boards we used in TNA were a big cost increase, but not a big improvement in quality. I've talked to several people in the industry about this subject, and I believe if spending more money would solve their issue today, they'd do it in a heartbeat. But obviously, I can't and don't speak for everyone. 
I can only relay what our personal experience and beliefs are here. Regardless, we are incredibly happy with our process and locally made playfields are and are confident in their ability to last for years to come. We test constantly, abuse them in ways nobody ever should, and hope those results are speaking volumes about our level of care, quality, and customer support. Nothing about making pinball is easy, least of all making playfields. We wish everyone who is working every bit as hard as we are in the industry nothing but the best of luck and success. Peace, love, and all things pinball, Charlie Emery. Well, that that was great. Charlie, thank you so much, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it is It is not a place in which you can cut corners, but it is something you need to get right. There is no... There is no way to accept an inferior playfield with what these games cost. And just knowing what the target audience expects from pinball, uh, you need to make a playfield that is rock solid. And I think the thing that's hanging over everyone's head is, is just, why now? Like, why is this happening now? For years, we've had no issues with games. For years, we've had nothing but solid play fields. For years, we, we can go back 20 years and play a game that, that's experiencing no issues. So why all of a sudden are we having these issues? And the bottom line is this. We're going to keep beating this drum. You know you know how I like to do this podcast. I, I mean, I, I want to know from Stern what they're going to do for people who open the box and the clear is defective. I want to know from Jersey Jack what they're going to do. You know, he's supposed to show the collector's edition games by the end of August. Well, guess what? That's this week. But Jack's not going to respond to what the solve is until September 8th. So clearly, we're either not going to see the collector's edition or they're going to ship it with the defective issue. Do you think they've solved the problem by now? I don't. I think we're still going to experience some of this stuff and, you know, we're going to keep reporting it. We're going to keep reporting it. You know, Mirko's not going to answer anyone directly. Charlie is right. It's going to be like pulling teeth. And I still recommend to all of you out there, you don't have to bail on pinball. All of you guys out there have machines. You have machines you enjoy. I just wouldn't buy anything new in box right now. I absolutely would not roll the dice with this kind of money knowing that these issues are affecting Stern and Jersey Jack. I think you could buy spooky games confidently right now. I think you can buy American pinball games confidently right now. You can definitely buy P3 Multimorphic with confidence right now. Uh, Chicago Gaming Company, I haven't heard this issue happening on any of their games. This is really a Jersey Jack and Stern issue, and we're going to look forward to see what the resolutions are. Uh, But if you're having issues with this, I recommend you contact your distributor immediately and you open a ticket about this. You take photos, you you document what's going on. It sucks, right? It totally sucks. And oh man, I just I just I want to get back to talking about how excited we are about other things happening in pinball. But between this issue and Dutch pinball trying to convince people that they can Ponzi scheme their way back into a successful company, it's just it's comical. Every time we're turning a corner here, right? We're we're seeing like new issues pop up that we didn't expect, and old companies that have failed time and time again trying to convince us that they can make it work. I mean, I won't even go into Dutch again. If you, I read that newsletter again from them, and it just it makes no sense. It, it there there literally is no, you know. Barry says, "Ask me a question. Just ask him where the money went, and ask him where he's going to get the money to restart that company." There, there, he has no answer for that. He he has no answer for that. And, and that's, that, those are the two most important questions. Um, so look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep on this topic. 
Thank you for tuning into Canada's Pinball Podcast. Uh, you know how we do it. We just do episodes when we have something to cover. And I think Charlie's response to this uh, speaks volumes. And I think he's right. And I think these companies need to figure it out and figure it out, figure it out quickly. And much like what happened at Spooky, I do think there needs to be some more urgency and some more panicking going on. And I don't hear that when I read Zach's response. And I don't see that when I hear Jack's response. It's just like, well, it's not that big of an issue. Even just one is a big issue. And, and I know that's being a little dramatic, but it's far more than just a small little percentage of play fields that are experiencing these issues. It is, and, and uh, we have the pictures to prove that. So uh, we'll see what they say next. But you best believe Canada's Pinball Podcast will be on top of this on a weekly basis. Everyone, have a great day. Richie Wrench will be on the next show, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Have an awesome, awesome Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm.